What's up, everybody? It's Jeremiah. And I'm David. And this is the With You Podcast. Tonight, we are going to be talking about being an athlete and specifically being a Christian athlete and some of the struggles that come with that and the challenges and, you know, how it relates to what we're doing every single day in our faith as well as sports. Um, both of us played multiple sports in high school and then I'm in college as well. Um, and so we have a lot of experience with that. And I mean, off the top, what would you say has been like your biggest lesson and takeaway from playing sports as a Christian in high school? I think my biggest lesson that I've learned has been working for something more than me, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, in sports, you have an opportunity to display all the work you've put in, um, all of the time that you put in, all the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in. But at the same time, you're working oftentimes with a team. In my case, I've played mostly team sports. So I've been able to work for a team, but also, you know, being able to glorify God through through my work. And a lot of times you don't necessarily get to glorify or you don't necessarily get to publicly show the work that you're putting in behind the scenes because most of the things that are a lot of the things that you're doing in life are not always shown publicly. Right. And so with sports, a lot of my life, like I've been able to show like, oh, like I've been working super hard to develop my jump shot. So when I'm in the game, I'll be able to get my jump shot to get knocked down. Yeah. Or in soccer, like I've been really running, like running around, working on my endurance, working on my slide tackle, working on my whatever it is. And you're able to display that, but I was like, I, I just, I just think that it's been really helpful in, in, in showing me that I can, I can work for something, and then it, it can be displayed on, on a level so that people can see it. And that's not why I'm doing it, but I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to work hard and, and do something for someone else and do something to glorify God. Yeah, and that behind the scenes is where the character is developed through sports, I think, and that's why it's so important for, I think, everybody to play sports, honestly, in some capacity, because. You know, life is not about the going out there and winning. That's not that's the smallest part. And then just like in in sports, that's the smallest part of the process is the actual game. The games are only what an hour, maybe two hours at the most, depend on your sport that you play. the The real work is put in in the off season when you're a year away from playing that game, and you're still waking up and you're still going hard and you're still developing you know, those character traits that are going to carry you through life that says, you know, you have to work every single day for this. And I think it relates so well to faith. Our faith as Christians, because it's like, you know, it's something that we have to do every single day. You don't just get to go into somewhere and pray for somebody to be healed. And then they're automatically healed. If you aren't putting in that investment of time and focus and building your spirit up, reading your Bible, doing the things that you're supposed to do, you can't call upon that, right? Because you haven't invested into it. And it's the same way with sports. You don't go out there, not practice for an entire year, and then you just go get, you know, 50 points or rush for 100 yards. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, it takes every single day working through the times when you don't feel like it, the times when it you can't even think about the game because it's so far away. Right. And you mentioned character, but I'd like to say integrity. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. integrity is... Are you doing the same thing when no one's watching? Right. And I, you know, I mentioned doing things so that, you know, and then the work behind the scenes would be displayed publicly. And with our faith, when we're, when we're working hard and we're, we're learning our word and we're praying in private because, you know, you know, the word says to, to go in your room, close the door and, and, and like be with God. Right. Right. But if you're doing that and you're never going out into the world and acting that way or displaying that or praying for people and, and ministering to people and sharing mm-hmm. the gospel, and what are you doing it for? Yeah. If you practice basketball or practice football or soccer or baseball all day, every day, and you were getting really, really good, but you never went and played or never did anything with it, yeah. like, what are you doing? Because right. faith without works is dead, right. right? So if you're not, if you're developing your faith and you're growing in your faith, but you're never doing anything, yeah. right? And that's what I believe sports has taught me so much is my, is that I can work and work and work and work, and then I can go do something with it. Right. And yeah. but but still at the same time, like you said, that that the the act is oftentimes only for a short instance, but it can be life changing for the person that you talk to. Oh, absolutely to. right. And and it's been life changing for you as well to be to be grinding and to be working hard for whatever that is, whether that's in sports or in life or in your faith. You're grinding and grinding and grinding to be the best that you can be so that when the moment comes that you need to be the best, yeah. that you need to show up and you need to, to be there for someone or you need to hit that shot or whatever it is, 
you're able to because you put in countless hours every day. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of your favorite analogies that I've been able to pick up on is Steph Curry, right? Yeah. Steph Curry isn't the best shooter in the world by accident. He didn't just fall. He didn't just fall into it. He didn't mm-hmm. fall into making the most threes of all time or oh, right around the yeah. most. Or no, he is the most, the three yeah. point leader. So he didn't fall into that. He hits, he, he shoots um, like thousands, thousands of, of shots, shots every day. day. Yep. Every day. Every day, consistently. Mm-hmm. And he makes a lot of those shots. Mm hmm. But in the game, he shoots what like fifteen threes, maybe. Maybe, yeah. On like if he's really feeling it, and so he's shooting thousands of shots a day just to come into the game to sh- to to shoot fifteen. Yeah, exactly. And that's how our faith is. Is it's like how much time are we investing into it? How much are we reading our word? How much are we rooted in Christ and knowing that you know I'm doing this every single day? You know what I mean? I'm rooted on this. I'm my foundation is built upon this, and so. When stuff gets crazy, when somebody comes and locks you down or sends a double team like they do with Steph, when life throws some craziness at you and things are falling apart and it seems like you're surrounded, are you able to still hit that shot? And that's what we're practicing for. And that's what, you know, being a Christian and being an athlete is so close in correlation with is because you have to be able to do that. And if you don't, life's going to beat you up, man. You're going to just like in sports, you're going to get locked down. You're going to get tackled. You're going to get beat up the same way. The same thing is going to happen in life if you don't invest that time and don't invest into building up your spirit and building up your foundation in Christ, because that's all it is. You know what I mean? And as Christians, we have the opportunity to do that. All we have to do is dedicate time to it and sacrifice and put towards effort, put forth effort towards doing that. And we can make it, you know. And that's when you hit those threes, when stuff gets crazy, you still making shots. Um, So tonight we have some really, really special guests on the podcast. Um, Neither of them can guard me in literally anything. That's a common theme on this podcast, though. He can't guard. David can't guard me either. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, none of them are as cute as me either. Um, Not playing. No, these are some really good guys. We have um, Adam. He is our our homie, our brother. He is a going to be senior, right? Yep. At Cornerstone Christian Academy. He has been my best friend yeah. for 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. crazy. And then we <clears throat> also have Miles. We have Adam Sapensky, sorry, and Miles Burris. He is going to be a junior, right, at Trinity High School in Jacksonville, Florida. And, yeah, he plays football. So Adam is a basketball player. Miles is a football player. And so we're going to ask you guys some questions. We'll kind of share some of our perspective on it and some life experiences Um, just on, you know, being a Christian athlete, being an athlete and some of the struggles you face, some of the challenges you deal with, and really just try to get some perspective from you guys on, you know, how you deal with that stuff and what you think about it. So we really are excited to have you guys. Thank you both for being here tonight. Um, but the first question for me I want to ask you, and then you can feel free to chime in or ask them, is in sports, you know, when you're out there and you're doing well, especially when you're successful, um, there is an element of people idolizing you, right? There's people that are fans. There's girls. There's other guys in the school. There's people that are looking up to you because, you know, humans, we have this grand design to put one thing on a pedestal on a pedestal because it's in our nature, right? Like God designed us to focus and praise him. And so in any single, any field that you look at any, you know, whatever it is, if you go on YouTube and you find people that play video games or you find people that are doing whatever hobby, there's always that one person, right? They always put that one person at the top and everybody kind of idolizes them. And that's human nature because that's how God designed it is to put him at the top and, you know, praise him for being the greatest. So, how do you handle, you know, being a Christian athlete when these people are cheering for you and cheering you on and congratulating you and putting you up on that pedestal in a position of, you know, just praise and things like that? How, do, how does that affect you? Yeah, so I have a lot to say about this. In fact, um, so I spent basically my entire life um, playing sports and, you know, working really hard at them and um, in my earlier days, I especially was um, praised a lot, and a lot of my popularity was from my sports. I went to Shaker Heights High School, and I was like the only white kid on the basketball team. Um, I played ba- uh, football, and I was 
pretty good at football and I was very good at basketball in the time. And so a lot of my worth and um, like that feeling good about myself was from sports because it was something that, you know, I put all my time into and all my praise come from that. But um, what took me off that feeling of being on that pedestal was an injury I had my sophomore year. So basically, um, I was playing football and I had a really bad injury in my foot and it basically took me off my entire athletic road <laughs> completely. And uh, I learned a lot from that. Um, but like when that happened, all my popularity was kind of taken away from me. My worth from sports was taken away from me. Um, during that time, COVID hit and uh, Shaker went to online school. And so I'm, and my best friend David went to Cornerstone and I went over to Cornerstone and no one knew me there. And so when I came back, um, I went from a year of not playing any sports. So basically my athletic ability was not very good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. being honest. And so I had to learn how to find my worth through that because yeah. I didn't have that popularity anymore. I didn't yeah. have that, you know, praise 24-7 from a lot of people at my school. And um, so I had to just learn what who I was truly was without sports, actually. Yeah. And so during this year um, – I definitely had a different role in the basketball team, but basically my role <laughs> was just being a hard worker and working my best for the team. Um, Cause you know, I, I lost a lot of my skill and just whatever role I was being in. Um, I just had to learn how to play that role. And uh, God showed me a lot just to be patient and uh, realize my worth in him and realize that, you know, no matter how much popularity you have, your true worth really comes from him and that will truly fulfill you because yeah. I mean, you can lose anything in a second. Like that injury was one bad play. You know what I mean? Like right, I tripped yeah. the guard was supposed to pull and I was running up the middle and I tripped over him and the 250 pound lineman linebacker, whatever fell on top of my foot. That mm-hmm, one little mm-hmm. moment just took me off that pedestal. And, um, I, yeah, so that's what kind of took me off. Like that's what brought me to realize my worth. Um, but if you're still, and, you know, David didn't never have had that injury. So he realized it himself throughout his high school career, how to pray, like how to work for God, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, yeah. So how did that injury change the projection of your faith, but also just your mindset and your ability to find your value in God? You know, you talked a little bit about it changed you in an instant, like it just changed, you know, it took you off the pedestal right away and, you know, you struggled, but... Like, how did it change your mindset? And where were you at, even with God, just saying, like, were you saying, like, God, why did you do this? Or were you blaming God? Like, just, it's so, like, you can be vulnerable. Just say, like, everything that you were feeling and be real and about how you dealt with it. Like, yeah, you know so, I mean? yeah, in the moment, I was pissed at everyone in, in a sense, at myself, especially. Um, I wouldn't say so much towards God, because it was more just a beating down myself for that to happen you know what i mean and uh it really just completely took my focus completely onto him you know what i mean all my focus was on him during that time because i had to be i went through a lot of, a period where were more uh, you know that just felt bad about myself instead it was kind of like a depressing state and i always like why did this happened to me like oh my gosh mm-hmm. um i just felt like you know that, that depressing feeling you get when something like that happens and so i had to learn okay I'm not going to stay in this spot, you know, the rest of my life. I got to realize why did I go through this? Because, I mean, I was a Christian before that, and I was, um, I definitely felt saved before that. But God was showing what my heart was, and he was showing me, you know, my heart was not in the right place. You know, I wasn't fully focused on him in that, you know. But after that injury, you know, I went through that period again, kind of blaming myself. And then God took me off that road and, and pointed at what in my heart what I needed to change. And he changed that for sure. Yeah. And so that, you know. Yeah. So when you when you struggle with your identity and when you have your identity rooted in something that can fail you and something mm. that can ruin your life if you allow it to, right? Yeah. So you you had you kind of almost had two options. You could have taken that and you know you said you were like in a little bit of a depressed area like you could have taken that as far as you wanted to. Mm. You know, you could have you could have really really hated yourself and really really hated God and done some really really bad things just because the thing that you had put your identity in at the time, the thing that you found value in, the thing that other people saw you as, right? Because throughout our life, like we're going to find things that we really enjoy that we're going to somewhat identify as. Absolutely, yeah. And the more that you do that, 
the harder it'll be when it when it dies or when it mm. runs away because like life is fleeting right like these like the yeah. days on earth are fleeting and we only have so much time on earth and we only have so much time in every area of our life you know i just finished up my senior seasons you know my senior year and it, you know like, like you said like, it wasn't that as hard for me as like that would have been like because if i would have gotten injured it would have been a lot more difficult mm. but I think also at the same time, like being able to find yourself while you're playing sports, like while you're doing that and, yeah. and not having your identity focused on that and surrounded on that. Like when people see you and now when people see you, they're not seeing basketball player yeah, or football sure. player. They're seeing Adam is at DSM. Adam is has, is a counselor at kids camp. Adam is doing this. Adam is praying. Adam is sharing sports. at church. Yeah. And then he plays sports. Yeah. Yeah. Your identity and the way other people see you is not your sports anymore. Yep. Right. And, you know, that injury did that to you and it sucked and it hurt and, and you weren't able to walk. But I think God took that away for a period of time so that he could reestablish himself mm. in your heart, but also in the hearts of others so that others could see you for who you truly are. And you could see who you truly are because yeah. your identity was rooted in sports, mm. even though, you know, you felt safe because you, your identity wasn't fully rooted yeah. in him. Yeah. And that's, that comes down to that conversation of like identity versus dignity. And it's like, you can have an identity, you know what I mean? Like the things that we go through, the people that we meet, the experiences we have good or bad, like those are part of who we are, right? Those make up our identity, the bad things, the good things, Adam's great at sports or Adam's really this Adam's that, or miles is amazing wide receiver. But if it goes beyond just an, our identity and it starts to like bleed into dignity, that's where it gets messy because at the end of the day, no matter what you do achievement wise, or no matter the the places that you reach or the things that you accomplish, like your value and your dignity has to be found in God because if it's not, then the other things are going to go away. You know what I mean? If we root our dignity in the things that we have, if we root our dignity in the things that we've accomplished, if we root our dignity in the things that we can do, when you lose the things that you have, when you are stop, when you're not able to accomplish the things that you used to accomplish, or you're not able to do the things that you used to do, you're going to be gone. And you don't even know who you are at that point. And it can be a very dangerous place. I know for me personally, when I left college football, it was very hard coming home and not being the football player anymore because my dignity was found in, Oh, you have this amazing high school career. You have seven scholarship offers. You, you know, went and went away to school to play football and you did all these things. And that's who I was in my mind. That was where my value was found. And so when that ended and when that stopped, there was a very hard period of time there where I was lost you know what I mean? I was lost in trying to figure out who am I? Who am I going to be? Where do I want to go? I didn't know for a very long time. And I started chasing after stupid stuff and it messed with my health. It messed with my mental health, like everything. It was very, very hard. So I want to ask Miles this um, really quickly because you're in the thick of it, right? Like you're getting ready to go to an Ohio State football camp tomorrow and you're in the middle of a journey that, you know, I personally was on, I understand it. I know the the feeling of it. You got coaches talking to you. You got, you know, success in this sport. But how are you balancing understanding who you are outside of football? Or have you even thought about that? Well, um, for me, uh, playing sports and, like, being, quote, unquote, popular mm -hmm. has been, like, normal. But I've had to understand and learn how to handle it. Because I've seen people in front of me, and they can be real jerks sometimes and just, you know, they're, they know they're good. Everyone knows they're good, and so that makes them lazy, and they don't do the stuff that everyone else is doing, and they feel above the, um, like, above everyone. Yeah. So, like, I had to understand, like, as I was getting better and as people started to look up to me, to still go as hard and to still, like, do everything that everyone else was doing, plus more, mm -hmm. to s not even stay at the top, but to set an example. Yeah. And that, like, and I could see myself sometimes falling into the path that I've seen people before, like, 
not going hard and just like kind of letting it get to their head. Yeah, yeah, thinking I'm too good for what they're doing, but then then I had to catch myself and see that like I've seen people do this and I see where they are now, mm-hmm. and it never works out because in the end, it's all this stuff can go away. Like mm-hmm. Adam said, all this can leave. So it's not about who I am only in football, but it's who I am outside of football. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, everybody's career is going to end. Everybody. Like, Michael Jordan's career ended. You know what I mean? Like, Kobe Bryant's career ended. The best people in the world at every single sport, there is a a point where those lights are going to cut off. And you see it time and time again. When they don't know who they are, they go out, they're done. They fall apart. And that's a dangerous thing for athletes because every single day you're taught to wake up and give your 100% devotion to this craft that you're trying to perfect, right? You're trying to be the best. Watch film. Watch this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Practice. Lift. Run. Focus always on this one thing. And that's cool and that's fine. But if you don't know who you are outside of that, when that injury happens, when that – even not even if it's an injury, when that career – is finished, whether that be at the high school level, collegiate level, professional level. Yeah. If you don't have the identity of who you are, like who is Miles outside of that, then you're going to be lost. Yeah. Um, I actually have a similar story to Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually in middle school. It was our first game of the season. I caught a big touchdown. We were all hype. I come back to school the next day. Everyone's, oh, Miles, you're raw. You're this, you're that. And I'm feeling on top of the world. And then next, we're at the lunch table, and we're talking about the game, and I'm getting praised, and everyone's like, you're so good. And then my friend talks, and I'm like, and I make a joke about him, and how about he didn't do so well at the game. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, it's just, a, it's just a joke. I was just messing with him. But then the rest of the season, I didn't catch another pass. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not another pass. Yeah. And it's not like they weren't throwing me the ball. I was getting yeah, yeah, not yeah. another pass. <laughs> and, you know, I was butterfingers for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, it shows that, like, you have to humble yourself or God will humble you. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have to say that. I could have been like, you got a next game, man. You you can you can do better. We can work on it and stuff like that. But instead, I chose to bring them down. Yeah, I think it's also important to remember. You know, like like you said, you know, you had that touchdown pass. You were on top of the world, and both of you, like you were both at the top. You were both right there, and you were both knocked off so mm-hmm. quick. And you know, you had all that praise, but then the next game came and you had nothing. The next game came and you had nothing. The next game came and you had nothing. And so. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're the best or the worst or the guy in the middle. You can always fail. You can always mess up. And there's always somebody better. There's always somebody worse than you. And in life, you know, you can be you can be the the most the richest person in the world and you can lose all your money in an instant. You can blow all your money in an instant. And you can also have no money and you can come and, and somebody can give you a ton of money or you can get a great job. Things don't things things happen. God has things planned out. And when you're living and you're walking according to his calling and you're humbling yourself and you're, and you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort, you won't necessarily always be successful. And at the end of the day, you always need to turn back to him and say, God, thank you for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And, and now, you know, you had that, you had that rough patch. Both of you had those rough patches, right? Yeah. But you know, you, you were at, you were at, at the top of the mountain, you went down into the valley, you're back up in the mountain. Right. And so, Life is not always just a straight path. Like, mm-hmm. And in sports or in your faith, you know, you're always going up and down. And you're always, you're always moving. You're always walking down in the valley and then going up in the mountain. And something that I heard the other day was if you don't experience mountains and valleys, then you're not, you're not trusting God enough. Mm-hmm. Because if you're always on this flat line walk where you're never feeling anything, like, right, you're, you're never going anywhere. You're never doing anything. You're never pursuing anything. Like, where, where's your faith at? Yeah. Like, where's your faith? If you're not pursuing something, if you're not doing something that's making you uncomfortable, if you're not working hard, if you're not going to, to, to football camps in another state, right? If you're not going to practice every day, or you're not going up to, like, you're not doing these things to develop your character, develop your game, develop your craft, right? Like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Right? right? You know, Jeremiah, you talked about, 
when you when you left college, you didn't know where you were going or who you were. Mm-hmm. And for a while, you were probably on that same plane where you, where right. you weren't doing anything. You yeah. were just you were just moving forward in life. And you know it was hard. Like it, it didn't make sense. You know you were you were struggling. You were working. You were working. You were working, but you weren't growing yourself. Right. Yeah. And and it's hard to recognize that when you're in it or or when you're just starting it, mm-hmm. and then eventually it becomes comfortable. Yeah. Because you get to this okay, like like this is who I am. Like I'm just I'm just this normal guy, this normal person who who does this, who who likes to eat, who likes to who likes to just play football. You know, I just go mess around. Or you can be someone who's pursuing something, and you're pursuing God, you're pursuing your faith, you're pursuing growing and developing. Yeah. And in that, when you're being faithful to God, He's not only going to take you up. He's not only going to make you on this on this constant high because He needs He needs to see you trust Him when you're at your highest point and when you're at your lowest point. Yeah, when you're scoring the winning touchdown and when you're dropping the winning touchdown, you need to be able to say, "I'm okay. It sucks, but I'm okay because I know." who my God is. I know who I am. My identity is not found. My dignity, dignity is not found in football, in basketball, in my job, yeah. in, in a relationship, in my popularity, in how many followers I have on Instagram. My identity and my dignity is found in who God tells me that I am and yeah. where God says that I'm going. And wherever that is, that's different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the same for everybody. But he's looking for you to be faithful in the little things so that he can make you in charge of a lot. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, we had that conversation like about a week ago about, you know, there's this kid that you guys know and he gets praised so much by your guys' school. He gets praised by all your friends. He gets like all the awards and all the attention, all the focus. And like I told you, I was like, I really hope and pray that that's not going to change who he is or where he finds his dignity. Because once he steps out of this little bubble of the people, the 20 people that actually care about any of that stuff, and he steps out into the real world of people who could care less about that, and he starts to experience some turmoil and some real life and things not working out and going perfectly, that's going to crush him. And that's the reality of it. And that's what I hope this podcast will do is for any athletes that are listening, girl, guy, whoever, like understand that. If your value and your dignity is found in the sport that you play and everybody around you is cheering for you and telling you the greatest and giving you medals and all this stuff, like it's going to end at some point. It will end. And it's very cool. And I'm happy for you that you've got these achievements. Good for you. But it does not matter. They do not make you who you are. Your wins don't make you who you are. The success that you've reached does not make you who you are. When I talk to Miles on the phone, I don't talk to him about football. We don't talk about football. I want to hear about what you're doing. How's your character? Who you hanging out with? What you listening to? What you playing? You know what I mean? I want to know about you because I could care less. You could score 50 touchdowns this year, and I'm going to say that's amazing. Congratulations. But it doesn't matter because that's a great achievement, and I'm proud of the work that you put in. But at the end of the day, it's going to be over, and that's not what makes you valuable. Who you are in Christ is what makes you valuable. Yeah, and those things also shouldn't be the highlight of your life. No. They shouldn't be the highest point. You know, I talked about mountains and valleys. Your high school career or the the state championships you win or the touchdowns that you have or the baskets that you score, when, hitting that game-winning shot, that should not be the highlight of your life. You know, I, I talked about Adam. I, I was telling telling you, you are no longer seen as the football player or the basketball player. You know, you're, the way that other people see you has changed, and that's because you have changed, and you've made the choice to be that way and to be different. And when, like, when I look at when I look at you and Miles, I'm getting to know you, and I'm getting, like, you know, when I would see you, like Jeremiah would say, "Oh, my brother," you know, he would brag about you. He would say, "Oh, my brother's so nasty at football. Like, he just got this offer." And so until I got to see you and talk to you, I was like, "Oh, he plays football." But now it's like, no, nah, this dude's hilarious. Like, I like hanging out with him. He's always talking trash because that's who he is, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm always talking trash, too, because it's funny. Like, yeah. I like to talk trash. Like, it's just fun. Right. And so I get to see a little bit of who you are and a little bit of your character. And it's it's just so important to remember that you are a person, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your identity is not your, your, your who you are on the football field. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're catching or when you're running, that's not who you, you know, you, that's part of who you are, but that's not 
who you're rooted in. That's not what you're rooted in. No. Right. And, and that's, that's not your highlight. That can't be your highlight because there's so much more in front of you. There's so much more to life than sports. Sports is great. Sports are great. They teach you so many lessons. There's so many lessons to be found in sports. There's so many things that, that teach you about character, about, about working with people, about listening to authority. But at the same time, there's so much more to life than just sports. And there's so much more for you to do. There's so much more that God has for you than just sports. And, you know, you could go play college. You could go, you could even go to the league, right? But like Jeremiah said, like, that's going to end. And when that ends, if the only thing that you've invested into your entire life is sports, then you're not going to have anything left. Yeah, you didn't spend time with your family. You treated everybody like crap. You thought that because you got an offer to this place or because you made this team in the professional level, you're the greatest. Yeah. And I have people, like I have so many friends that have done it. You know what I mean? I have friends that are in the NFL right now, and they'll tell you, like, bro, once it ends, like they have gone to the NFL and it ended, they had a really hard time. They were lost because they made it to the top, and they made it to that place. And that's why it's so hard, and that's why I'm really hoping that this episode specifically reaches some kids that are playing sports because it's like you're told and you're 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 – guided to put so much focus on this and it really does validate you in a lot of ways because when you get success you're like oh yeah i'm that guy like i'm him or you get that offer like oh yeah now i'm better than everybody else on my team who doesn't have an offer you get seven offers i'm not better than everybody who only has one offer and it, it feeds your ego and it feeds your flesh in a way that can be very very dangerous because if that's what you start believing in and that's what you start feeling yourself on that's when that's when it can pop and really that bubble will pop and you'll be in trouble. And that's why I was telling you about that kid. I'm like, bro, if everybody is just praising him for this, like that's going to be really hard for him when he realizes that that stuff does not matter. Like I don't go up to people today and say, hi, I'm Jeremiah Burris. When I was 18, I had seven scholarship offers and I played for the Avon High School football team and I went to Bryant <laughs> University. Bro, don't nobody care about that, man. Even, like, the people that have went to the league. Like, I have friends. My friend is a, the youngest position coach in the NFL right now. Don't nobody care about that, bro. Like, he doesn't go up and say, hi, I'm Ross. I'm the youngest position coach in the NFL. Like, that's not who he is. As a man, he has a character and his values and how he treats people and the things that he loves to do in his per pursuit of Jesus. Like, that's what matters. And that's what a lot of like young people, a lot of teens, a lot of kids need to understand that this is so good. Like, don't take it the wrong way. Sports are amazing. But like, like I said, like, don't let the people around you, don't let that focus, don't let all this attention that's being paid, just feed your flesh and feed that ego and feed that pride Yeah, because it'll, 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 it'll lead to issues. Do you think that's something that is a struggle? I mean, I feel like sometimes people are like, when it comes to sports, even team sports especially, they're all about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's very important to build relationships when it comes to sports because, like, it even, like, it's good because it builds character. But even on the field, it, like, it, it builds a camaraderie and, like, that you have your brothers back all the time and that mm -hmm. if he messes up, you're not going to be, like, Oh, it might be my turn, or I might I'm gonna do good because he did bad. Right. It's about come on, man. I'm gonna pick you up, and we're gonna do good together. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in sports, building relationships outside of the sport helps build more character. Because if I can hang out with you mm -hmm. outside of playing sports, then how think you, how good do you think we're gonna be when we're playing the actual sport? Yeah, and you find more value in the people. Yeah, and it builds it builds memories and. Yeah. You don't remember winning the championship game. You remember the ride going to the championship game. Right, right. You know I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, Miles, have you felt or, or can you give an example maybe of a difference that you felt or, or something that you've seen that you've been able to do differently because of something that you've learned in sports or a relationship that you've built in the sports? Um, working hard mostly as like is what mostly what – Sports has taught me. Well, your GPA is like 4.1, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it. my dad always says what you put in is what you get out. So it helps you like, so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing, not doing ABC, then I'm not going to get the answer. So 
if I'm not working hard every day going out and practicing, then the guy next to me is going to be better than me, and he is going to do what I can't do. And that's the same thing with life. Like, if I'm in the house chilling and someone else is doing something, they're going to improve more than me. And that's the same thing with my faith. If I'm not taking the steps to get closer to God, then how can I ask him to bless me and to help me with things that I might not even deserve? Or guide you or hear his voice or things like that. And I think that's kind of like, you know, the hard part about it, especially. But like, again, kind of to relate it back to athletes um, and being a Christian, I kind of wanted to ask you, Adam, and David as well, um, you know, when you're an athlete and you're in high school and you guys were older. So, Miles, this is this probably has already happened to you a little bit, but probably not on the scale of being like seniors and kind of the top, especially you guys at like a smaller school. Um, how does it, how do you manage? Because this, this was a hard one for me, especially in college. How do you manage being at the top and being idolized by all these people and having people kind of throw themselves at you? Whether it be guys that want to be your friends or girls that want to, you know, mess around with you or, you know, be your girlfriend or whatever it may be. How do you handle that piece of it? Because, that's a serious temptation. You know what I mean? And especially like when I was in high school and college, like everybody's handing you free drugs, alcohol and sex, like on anything, you know what I mean? And especially like when I was at, at Avon too, but like, especially in college, like that was the norm. You know what I mean? Like you get whatever you want for the free. And so how did you guys handle that? And what did that look like in your guys' school specifically? And how did you manage, you know, that piece of it? Um, so I actually felt it more my freshman and sophomore year. I was okay. kind of like that upcoming, like everyone's expecting me to be someone, mm-hmm. you know, on you that. had the potential. Yeah. Like everyone <laughs> saw that potential. I was a lot bigger for my age. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was already like six foot, you know, my freshman mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. um, was a little bit stronger than everyone. Um, that's when, and it was actually the school made a big difference mm-hmm, being at mm-hmm. Shaker Heights and Cornerstone. Um, that's when all the girls are throwing out these, you know, throwing their stuff at, yeah. um, people that are bad influences or in my life a lot during that time. So the way I learned was my injury, <laughs> but uh, coming in into as a senior, I have a totally different perspective on all of it. And uh, now I realize how much of a big of a position of being a leader in mm-hmm. my school and mm-hmm. realizing all these kids are looking up to me and what, what am I doing? How am I talking? How am I dressing? What am I doing in my free time? Am I partying? Am I, you know, having sex? Am I doing stuff that aren't godly? But now I realize that, you know, I can be a, I can show them the right way to show mm-hmm. them how, what a Christian is. Even when I'm on top, I can show them like God is a, God's where I'm at right now. Like yeah. that's the top of my life. That's where I want to pursue. So like the responsibility yeah. of leadership has kind of helped you maintain just that character. Yeah, for sure. Because that can be hard, man, especially when you're an athlete, like you feel like you earned it. You know what I mean? Like you feel like I'm working harder than all these people. Like I'm better than them. Like you were talking about miles, like, I'm better than all these average kids that just go to high school. Like I'm up every day early working out. I'm doing all my work and doing this, all this workload of sports. Like, have you ever, have you had to battle that of like feeling like, man, like I deserve to have these girls or I deserve to mess around and drink or do drugs or any of that kind of stuff. So for me, it was a little different because, mm-hmm. you know, coming into my junior year, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Okay. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't feel like I deserved that. Right. Yeah. And I still, you know, it's a little different. Um, so maybe it's different for David, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and too, like not even, it just doesn't have to be like girls or sex or drugs or alcohol, but like, what about like friends? You know what I mean? Mm. People that just want to be your friend because it looks cool or fake. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people mm. with bad intentions that just want to stand next to you who aren't actually invested into the things that you're invested to, because that's a big piece of it too, is Surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who don't take their faith as seriously, who don't take their sport as seriously. Like, if you do that because they make you feel cool and they're your fans, that can be a dangerous thing, too. Oh, for sure. You know, have you had, yeah. have you experienced that before? Oh, yeah. Again, I felt that more in my freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big difference, of you know, during my junior and senior is I surrounded myself with people 
like always watching my back, making mm-hmm. sure I wasn't going down that path and making sure that, you know, where my heart is at. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that is so big. The people you're surrounded with is the people you will become. Right. And, um, yeah. So what about you? Yeah. Um, my freshman year, so I had transferred into, into Cornerstone. And Which is like a smaller private school yeah, for people yeah, who don't know. They're, they're quite small. And so the year before, they had actually just been at States and they lost in the championship, which kind of kind of fluke because they were much, much, much better. But I came in with the mindset of, I'm coming here for basketball. Okay. And rather quickly, I got checked. Mm. You know, like our team was terrible. Um, I only really got to play JV. And, you know, I was scoring like, I don't know, like 25, 30 points a game. And we didn't win a single game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all the JV kids are like, oh, like they would want to talk to me. They would, you know, and that, and that's fine. But it was hard for me to want to talk to them when I felt like I was giving so much and I was showing up to every practice and going so hard. And they weren't. Yeah. They were bad. Like they were just weren't good. And so I kind of just as I moved on throughout high school, I just kind of like. I didn't even really necessarily want to play specifically basketball for my sophomore and junior year. I really didn't want to play. And it was really hard for me because I struggled with with after every game thinking that I was I did so bad and I could never see the mm-hmm. good things in what happened. Yeah. And so my mindset like I just allowed myself to be so burdened and so torn down by that because that was the only thing that I really cared about. Yeah. But as I got older and as I kind of grew into who I am and, and, you know, people would look up to me and I was gaining followers on Instagram and, you know, people were talking to me. I think people started to see me differently because I started to grow myself in areas outside of just basketball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like my freshman, like I was, I was really good my freshman year for like for, for a freshman. But after that, I was like, Oh, like he's a sophomore. Like he's, he's pretty good for a sophomore. And then as a junior, it was like, oh, like, you know. And then even as a senior, like, I didn't really get to play a whole lot this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some trouble. Like, I was going to be, like, the, I was going to be a starter. Like, you know, the coach told me that I was the best player that they that we had. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff happened, and I ended up not being able to play for the first couple games, and I missed a month or two. And when I came back, you know, I wasn't in that role anymore. Yeah. But at that point, my role had changed, and so I think – you know, God kind of checked me and told me, like, you know, your influence is not on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Your influence is with the team off the court. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I was like, I, I really was able to use the influence that God gave me, the leadership position that I was in as a senior to talk to the younger kids, to really minister to the younger kids mm-hmm. and show them like what it looks like to pray and what it looks yeah. like to speak your heart and to convey like who you want to be. And you know, we got as seniors like we got a couple opportunities to speak in front of the team, and you know, just kind of share like what's going on with our lives, like where like where we're headed, you know, like what you know, just praying and and through that, like I just I, I like I was able to use the leadership position that I was in, the influence that I had mm-hmm. to glorify God instead of glorifying me, because my freshman year, like take me from my freshman year and put put him in mm-hmm. in my senior year shoes. I would have taken every opportunity to glorify myself. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, and and I think too, like that, that this goes, this is, this hits something beyond sports because like when you talk about anybody that's successful, people are going to gravitate towards you, Mm. right? People are going to gravitate towards you because you're doing something they're not. And either they're going to hate you because of that, because of that, or they're going to want to be like you and they want to be around you and they want that to rub off on them. Right. But or they might secretly hate you and still want to be close to you. That's and facts. Yeah, because that, that happens so too, right? Like yes. there's those people that want to just come close to you because yes. you're so high up, then they just want to poke holes in you and talk trash, right? That's that's the thing too. But it's important and it's, it's something you have to be aware of and be careful of because if you're letting all these people come and interact with you and bring that spirit onto you, whether it be a spirit of pride making you feel like you're better than you actually are, or a spirit of hate when they're because okay, let's say this too. There's when you're prideful, you can be prideful and feeling too low about yourself. If uh, you, if that's you, what I, that's yeah, exactly what I felt. Right, my junior, like that's when you were going yeah. through the injury. Yeah, yeah, and that's pride. Feeling low about yourself is prideful because God has said who you are. 
right? God in his word states over and over again who you are and what you've been called to. And he speaks to you. If you have a relationship with him, he speaks to you. And so thinking too low of yourself is a form of pride and thinking too high of yourself. So when you're in those positions of success and you have people rubbing off on you, good or bad, you have to be careful because you can get into that mode of like, oh, yeah, I'm David and I'm the greatest. You know what I mean? Or I'm Jeremiah and I'm the worst because I had a bad game or I'm not successful anymore. Or I'm not in what the position I used to be in or all these people are saying I'm trash. Like it's very, very dangerous to fall into that place. And so have you experienced that even as you said, like in this position of leadership, right? So you didn't let it get to your head going through sports and you didn't allow it to inflate your ego in that way. But have you experienced in this role of leadership as somebody who people at your school with such a small school think is cool. People at your school think is, you know, spiritually powerful, a leader, all those things. Have you experienced people that have come and, basically throwing themselves at you in an attempt to be in a relationship with you, whether it be good or bad. Yes. And it's very weird. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable, especially like, because I am often able to recognize it so quickly. Right. Like when somebody's coming up and talking to me and talking to me differently than normal Mm -hmm. because of something that I did or like, especially because most of the time, like if I do something good, I like, I know that I did something good. And so I'm more like, conscious of the different people that are coming up to me because Mm -hmm. you know at at school i kind of really only had a few friends i actually talked to on a consistent basis right so if somebody new came up to me and started talking to me i would be like "Hmm, you know that's kind of they start like over praising you like david you're the greatest you look so cool right (laughs) right right and so like it's very like it's very weird and it's and it's almost uncomfortable sometimes Mm -hmm. but being able to to deflect really whatever somebody says something that my basketball coach really instilled into us this mm-hmm. season was he 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 would ask this question he said if if this random person says you suck would you believe them mm-hmm. and the answer is no like right. no of course not and then he said so then why would you believe them if they said that you're the greatest yeah which is weird to think about because yeah. you know it's a good thing mm-hmm. but if they don't know you it's the same exact thing it's the same thing and then yeah. he said Okay, so now if your teammate said, hey, like, you you suck today, would you believe him? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, if somebody who's close to me says, hey, like, you're not, you're, you're terrible today. Like, right. what's going on? I would be like, okay, like, like I don't know. Like, what, like, talk to me. Like, what's going on? Right. And at the same time, if he says you're really good, I'm going to be like, thank you. Yeah. But I'm not going to change what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to change how hard I'm working or, or the path that I'm taking or, how much I glorify God, right? And so it's actually kind of funny this season, in our interviews, like because we, you know, we were we were really good this season, and so we would get interviewed. Our coaches would get interviewed, and our coach actually got made fun of for how much he praised God, mm-hmm. right? Which is crazy yeah. because we're getting all this media attention, we're getting all this, and he's deflecting it, putting it up to God, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is what, what I try to do as best as I can is when, even when people, when people are praising me and saying, oh, you did great. It's like, oh yeah, like, thank you. Or when people are saying, oh, you had a bad game. Like, it's just like, just trying to knock it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And he actually got made fun of for how much he was glorifying God, Yeah, which is so absurd to think about being at a Christian school. Right? right. And, you know, obviously some of the people that were saying that weren't Christian, but like, that's how we should be. Everything yeah. that comes towards us, all all the compliments, all the negativity, like that shouldn't change who we are. Yeah, that shouldn't make us feel high or feel low, because at the end of the day, like if our if our identity and our dignity is found in Christ mm-hmm. and found in in Him alone, then these things won't change how we feel about ourselves or how we feel about others. Right. right? We shouldn't being praised because you did something shouldn't shouldn't make me feel like I'm better than you because. I hit that shot or because I scored 25 points. Right. Because yeah. like, like, I mean, you said a couple of times today that nobody cares. Like when you, when you step out, like for me, like I've stepped out of high school. If I went up in front of the church and said, I, I, I played basketball, they're all going to be like, okay, cool. Congratulations. Or if I went, <laughs> if I went into a store and I applied for a job and I said, I played soccer, basketball, um, golf, whatever, they're not going to care. 
They're not going to care that I averaged 25, 30 points on JV as a freshman. They're not going to care <laughs> that that I scored. They're not going to care that I would I shot fifty six percent from the three right. point. They're, they don't care. Really, man? Let's be best friends. Exactly. <laughs> and and for those people that are saying that, who only yeah. want to be your friend because you're good at sports or you're good at something, or they're just trying to be around you and they they think you're so cool because so you're empty. doing that. It yeah. is empty, yeah. and it's not fulfilling. Those those relationships, those friendships, they are not fulfilling yeah. because they're not rooted in anything. They're rooted in what you look like, and, and, yeah. and they're rooted in, oh, like, you know, you do this thing in the world, so you're super cool, but I don't even know who you actually are. Right. Like, why do you want to be friends with me? You have no idea who you are, who I am. You have no idea what I like to do because even throughout high school playing sports, I had other things I like to do. Mm-hmm. I love to camp. I love to hike. I love to to go outside. I love to watch the sunset. Right? Yeah. I love to work out. Like I love to do so much. I love to read my Bible. I love to do so much more than just my sport. Right. And or just the sports that I played because I played multiple. But that doesn't like that doesn't define me. That isn't who I am. And so I'm so 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 thankful that when people look at me, they don't see me. And and maybe in my freshman year and a little bit mm-hmm. of my sophomore year, they would have seen me as the basketball player. Yeah, or, the, so- or the, the soccer player, but I'm so glad that people don't see me anymore like that because right. if they did, like that would make me feel terrible because I've been working so hard on being, yeah. you know, you know, investing my time into music and into worship and into to my my Bible time, and right. so well, that's what I was going to bring up is because when I met you two, Adam and David, the first thing y'all did was talk to me about the sports that you guys played. Like, that was the first thing. You got, oh, I play basketball. I play this. I played this. And you guys were showing me your highlights and showing me. And so even to look at who you guys were a year ago, like wow, both yeah. of you. Yeah, well, like 10 months, yeah. Yeah, it's but, basically right, a year. And, that, and that's what I'm saying is that, like, when I like when I introduce myself to people now, mm-hmm. it's it, I don't, I'm not telling so them about basketball. From, yeah, the front of your like, mind. That's not how like, I don't want people to see me in that yeah. way. I don't want people to like I can do that and that can be a big part of my life even. Yeah. But absolutely. it's not the biggest part of my life. No. And now I have other things that I can show and I can show the music that I've played. I can mm-hmm. show me doing worship. I can show me praying. I can show me speaking in front of the church because I've done that. Yeah. Right. And and even but even so that's still like that. Those doing that in front of people, that's not, that doesn't even make doesn't me make that's, who you are. No. Yeah. And that praise doesn't make me who I am. Right. Well, I think that the difference is the dignity that both of you have found over this past year that's been rooted in God has completely transformed both of you. Like you said, you're talking about Adam. Like people don't say Adam the basketball or football player anymore. They say, you know, Adam, this kind, you know, loving, funny, energetic, amazing person that also plays sports. Or David, like... He does. He's a great guy. You know what I mean? Like he's super kind to people. He's super loving. He would do anything for you. And he's anointed and spirit filled and all these things. And just to kind of have that reference point of like meeting both of you that first time. And like within the first minute of us talking, you guys are like, oh, let me show you this video of me playing basketball. Like y'all pulled out your like middle school highlight tape or something. And like. It's just funny knowing that, <laughs> knowing how I think now, like picture how funny that was for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys are just showing me, we're at, ch- we at church and you guys are like, look, bro, like I played this. This is me scoring 10 points and this is me hitting this three and doing it. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and not disrespectfully, like that's great. But like, who are y'all? You know what I mean? Who are you guys? What are you guys actually about? What do you actually do? Where You know what I mean? Where are your values at? And just to see the transformation is crazy, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's just such an important thing to understand in relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you didn't care about what we were doing, like in that sense. Like you didn't care about our highlights, about about all the things that we were doing so well. You cared about who we were. Yeah. And so if you're looking for real friends and for people to, to that you can hold on tight to and that you can you can share your heart with, you need to make sure that they care about who you are yeah, and they care about like what you actually believe in and, and where you want to go. And they believe in that. They don't just care about your, your football or basketball highlights because there's so much more to life than highlights. Yeah. And you know, the highlights, you know, they're great, 
and you know everybody posts pictures and videos of your highlights and of the coolest moments of your life. But I want to know who you are, and you are, and you are. Yeah. When the light isn't on you. Yeah. Right. Like when you're not playing football, you're not playing basketball, and if you're looking for friends and develop real relationships, it's hard because there's not many people that care that much. And that can separate the two. Right. And because that is a separation, it mm-hmm. is so different. Like it's it, liking somebody or being around somebody because of who or because of what they are is different than who they are. Yeah. And, and when you look at yeah. somebody and you say they play basketball and they're really good, I want to be their friend. Or if you're idolizing them, right? Like if I met Steph Curry, right? Like, Steph Curry's amazing basketball player, but I wouldn't go ask him about basketball because he does basketball all day. Yeah. Yep. And, and at the same time, like when you're looking for friends and you're looking to build relationships, like find people who care about who you are and where you want to go more than just about your highlights and like how you look and how many followers you have on Instagram, because that's not what makes a person or that's not, that's not what should make a person. That's not what, what you should be made of. Right. You shouldn't be made of your of your highlights on uh, in football or basketball or soccer or baseball. Yeah, but and and it's hard again because you make those sacrifices and you feel like you're missing out, but it's the same thing in your faith. It's the same exact thing. Making those sacrifices to take time to spend time in God's word, to pray, to listen to worship music, to get in there and really just have a relationship with God, that's not easy to do. That can be very hard and you feel like you're missing out sometimes. I can remember not going to parties when I was in high school and being like, dang, like I wish I was out there drinking or I wish I was out there having sex with these girls. Like I wish I was out there doing what these other people were doing and being like, dang, I'm missing out. But like in hindsight, I'm looking back and I'm like, man, like it wasn't missing out. I was building something that was real. I was building the foundation for my life. And, you know, the the things that we gain from that are our superpowers. You know what I mean? We gain the fruits of the spirit. That's what our our sacrifice produces. We get peace. We get joy. We get laughter in situations that should make us cry. We get perspective. We get discernment, wisdom, all those things. And it's just been, and, and that's what this podcast is about, right? It's about us bringing you in this conversation and understanding that we're with you in this. This is stuff that we've all struggled with especially David and I, and even in this past year, seeing you grow from the kid who shows his highlight tape in the first 10 minutes of us talking to that's not even a big deal to you even a little bit anymore. Like that, that, that does not make you valuable to me. And even learning that, like, that's a lesson, you know what I mean? And that's what I want this to do. And that's what we want this podcast to do is to help kids understand and help teens and young men and even young women understand that, like, your value and your dignity is found in Christ and the lessons that we've learned and the lessons that we're learning currently, you're not alone in that. And we're always with you. Yeah. And I just like to reference some scripture real quick. And so in Romans, Paul talks about, you know, like when the spirit is in you, it'll be apparent to those around you. And the spirit testifies of, of you being a child of God, right? It testifies of that. And so if you're walking in the spirit and when you walk in the spirit, not only will you have the fruits of the spirit, but you'll also, it'll also testify for you. People will look at you and say, and, and they'll see your identity. They'll see who you are for more than for what you are, for more than your sports or for your accolades or for your medals or for your, your trophies. Right. And, and it's crazy because like we, you know, we lost in district this year. And we got a trophy or we got a medal and it was like, like, you know, we got second and obviously that's a little bit different, but like that didn't, that didn't even really matter to me. Like it was great to have that experience with my team, but making it there, like, you know, it was great, but that didn't change who I am or the path that I'm going down. No. Cause you went to worship like right after the game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because that is so much more important to me and glorifying God and worshiping God and praising God and giving him everything that I have is so much more important. And and I've struggled and I've been in the valleys. I've been on the mountains and and I like that that's a constant thing that I go through. But understanding that I'm not alone in it and understanding that I don't have to to be afraid and I don't have to hold on to these feelings of 
this sucks or, or I can't do this or I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. And again, just to reiterate, like that's why we started this podcast. We started it to help others see that they're not alone, to help you guys see that you're not alone because you're not. Everybody deals with things. Everybody struggles. Everybody has pain. Everybody has has drama going on around them. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to look at God and say, thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for bringing me out of this. Thank you for, for giving me this opportunity. Because everything that we have belongs to him. And so with that, I'd just like, again, to say that we're with you. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And that's all.